welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ news and public affairs show featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. From the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Welcome to Blooming Out on WFHB. I am Erica Dorsey. And I'm Colin Schasperger. On tonight's show, we have our featured music and the LGBTQ plus area event calendar. First, tonight, a roundtable discussion on what is going on in the LGBT plus community throughout the country and the world. All right. So breaking news. Our favorite person, President Trump. I'm doing the military a great favor. I'm doing a lot of people a great favor by just coming out and saying it. This is in regards to his transgender military ban. How do you feel about that? I mean, well, first of all, I, this is nothing unusual. I Very think that true. he's highly uninformed. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if you go back to when this story broke a few weeks ago, you know, none of his generals really knew that he was going to do this. And it sounded like he hadn't really consulted any of his generals at all. So I guess my question is, okay, so you think that you're doing the military a great favor, but how do you know that? <laughs> I don't really think that he does. And um, like we doesn't. talked about a few weeks ago, he's not doing the military a favor at all. No, he's really not. He just kind of reminds me, if they could just put him in a diaper with a rattle, I think that would just uh, be perfect. Because <laughs> he just reminds me of a little child that just throws fits and gets whatever he wants. And it's it's kind of sad that... He's our president. <laughs> yeah, That's really all yeah. I've got to say about that. Well, and at the end of the statement, it's almost like a little slap in the face when he says, I'm doing a lot of people a great favor mm-hmm. by just coming out and saying it. Yeah. And it's like maybe he didn't mean it that way, but I was like, ow, wow, that kind of feels like a little bit of a jab there. Yeah, that was that was definitely a jab. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Anything at this point in the game, anything and everything that he says, I just kind of uh, ignore and don't really have much to say about it. It just kind of miffs me a lot. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's going to feel backlash from that um, because, as we all know, your sexual orientation has nothing to do um, about your character and what you can do for this country. So I'm sure he's going to get some sort of backlash from that. If sure. he's not feeling it already. Yeah, that is... that's very true. I'm surprised yeah. he hasn't already. Um, so... That's we're just going to move on that sounds <laughs> about good something to me. else. Sounds yeah. good. Um, so we are going to discuss a new animated short called In a Heartbeat. Um, I personally haven't heard anything about this, um, but it seems pretty interesting. Um, an animated short about same gender crush goes viral. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. I, I haven't seen the video myself, but I've seen it on my Facebook feed like over and over and over. And so it's only a matter of time now before I click it. Yep. Because, I mean, it looks really cute. I mean. It does. Um, maybe after at a music break, we can watch this and discuss it at another time. Maybe we need to um, yeah, yeah, but, do a little um, bit of homework. So the, I guess the uh, creators, Beth David and Esteban Bravo, wanted to create uh, the kind of film that they wish they could have seen as children, which is really great, I think. Um, so they are animation students. Uh, they teamed up about a year and a half ago um, and decided to tell the story of a boy and his crush in a way that would be more resonant with the experiences they had growing up. Um, I was born in 82, so I went to high school in the 90s, and this stuff was just 
not available. Wasn't available at all. It was still uh, very, um, I wouldn't say it was cliche. It was just kept behind closed doors. Like people were coming out, but it was still a very, very, very scary moment for people to do that. And what I love about millennials is that you guys are so accepting and so open and so willing to be able to do stuff like this to create um, this type of communication in, in all realms to share it with everybody, you know. And these types of educational things are fantastic. Yeah, I I'm mean, so pleased. I can only think of the good that videos, you know, like this will do. I was born in 1997, and oh my god, you're so young. <laughs> <I> <laughs> we know, just I, met uh, literally like 10 minutes ago. Well, so. we're we're already getting along pretty well, we think. But uh, you know, I was born in 1997, and even you know, growing up pretty recently like I didn't see anything like that growing mm -mm, up you know if you if there were LGBT characters in shows they were still kind of the cliche character mm -hmm. they were still just kind of perpetuating the stereotypes that right. have kind of always existed you know right. you, I haven't seen anything like this video and I can only imagine for those who are growing up right now being able to see something mm -hmm. like that I wonder the the difference it's going to make for them and realizing that it's okay I'm really looking forward to it yeah me too I'm really looking forward to it Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we've got this uh, next article here, um, and this is from the Daily Beast. A national public vote on marriage equality looks likely in Australia after a futile attempt by MPs from the ruling Liberal Party to force a free vote on the issue. The postal plebiscite, scheduled to take place over a two-month period, would cost an estimated $96.5 million U.S. dollars and not be legally binding. Its many critics include LGBT Australians, equality campaigners, and prominent media personalities. Concerned about the gravity of pu putting civil rights up to a popular vote and questioning why parliam parliamentarians cannot legislate on the issue. The constitutional legality of holding the plebiscite, uh, whose question or questions to the Australian people have yet to be clarified, is also being questioned. The Senate voted to block a similar plebiscite last year, and if it does so again, the ruling Liberal Party, which is conservative in its ideology, uh, is confident it can hold a public postal ballot without fresh legislation, according to the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, Finance Minister Matthias Corman said the postal vote would lead to a vote in Parliament only if Australians supported marriage equality. There will be no free vote in Parliament if Australians reject marriage equality in the postal vote. Separately, there have also been calls for a free vote on the private member's bill, introduced by Dean Smith, Senator for Western Australia, that, if successful, would see the legislation of same-sex marriage. That bill remains on the table if and when the issue returns to Parliament. Critics have already noted how $96.5 million could be better spent on health care, education, child care, and tackling diseases like HIV and cancer. Polling shows around 64% of Australians support marriage equality, rising to 81% among young people. Opponents of marriage equality in Australia, reportedly the Herald, are already planning an anti-LGBT leaflet campaign in advance of the plebiscite, claiming that children of lesbian and gay parents are especially prone to drug abuse, depression, and being unemployed. 
Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull, uh, who is in favor of marriage equality, said, We respect Australians' ability to have a frank and forthright discussion on this issue. We're not going to shut down democracy and debate because people here or there say outrageous things or defamatory things. Wow. I, I like the, um, the assumption that uh, children of lesbian and gay parents um, have already have this um, put them in a box and say that they are definitely prone to drug abuse, depression, and being unemployed just because their parents are gay. That's yeah, ridiculous. It makes no sense at all. <laughs> no sense at all. Why? I just I, sometimes I just don't understand people. Um, this is really interesting. Isn't the prime minister of Australia? Isn't she a lesbian? I believe it's. A I thought. I thought wasn't internal. maybe it was a couple of years ago or several. There was at one time that the there was yeah oh I could have sworn there was so I'm I'm really interested to see that the Austra- this article is out I am not super up to date on my Australian politics so not super sure but I mean I just I, I don't know I struggle to understand that this is still happening yeah it's know. I I feel like uh, it's going to happen for I feel like a hundred years I feel like at a hundred years we every all of that is just going to die off. I don't know why that's the why that's the number. That's the magic number, Colin. Just go with it. <laughs> it's the magic number. One hundred. One hundred is our magic number. One hundred. Yeah, is well, the magic number. I don't. It doesn't make sense to me either why they would do the this postal voting. Like just just open the polls and have people vote. Like that postal seems so much voting? easier. Is that is this nineteen twenty again? I don't know. And I mean, you're, they're spending ninety six point five million dollars on this. Like that doesn't make any. I mean, no. that just really seems complicated. It, but. it really does. I think Australia, I thought they were like on the forefront of change and they're just not showing that here in this article. Right. But I mean, I don't feel like at the same time I have the right to like criticize their government when our government also (laughs) doesn't really do things in the way that makes the most sense. That's true. That's true. One of these days, we're all going to get it together. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Let's hope. Fingers crossed. That's true. Fingers crossed. All right. Moving on. So from uh, South Florida Gay News. Hector Zarazo and Robert Medina are happily married. Today, in their early 70s, the couple is thinking of their future, one that includes aging in a community where many LGBT seniors do not have spouses or children to take care of them in the latter part of their lives. Zarazo and Medina decided to start an elderly gay organization that will look out for LGBT seniors in their old age. Hence, Labna Living is an affordable house housing initiative for LGBT, LGBT seniors and was born. North Miami city leaders and community members came out for the launch of the project in an open house setting near Edgewater. There, Cindy Brown, manager of the Lambda Living Senior Program, spoke to open house attendees of the challenges LGBT seniors face today. Quote, not only an older LGBT people confronting the traditional challenges of aging, they are also encountering issues particular to the LGBT community, Brown said. These challenges include lack of support and caregiving, greater likelihood of living alone, higher rates of poverty, and cultural and social isolation. Through the initiative, workshops offer LGBT seniors education on financial planning and literacy, tax, insurance, and disability issues, computer training, technology for people with disabilities. Social activities include dine-outs, group outings, and field trips, music and theater performances, lunch with relative speakers, activities for veterans, and transgender-focused events. 
The 15-unit housing program is LGBT-focused and intergenerational for seniors and young adults, providing support services such as counseling, case management, bereavement groups, educational workshops, and social events intended to facilitate LGBT seniors' independent living skills. The intergenerational aspect of the program mirrors a luncheon Zuazo and Medina host at their home monthly, where elderly and young LGBT people converge to discuss LGBT history and equal rights violations still happening today. That's so cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it, too. I think that that is, that's, you know, a little bit of good news here, you know. Very true. Among everything else that's happening. That raises a, you know, something that I've never really thought of before, which is, you know, if you have all of these, you know, elderly LGBT people or couples who don't have kids, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never really thought, like, who's going to take care of them? That's very true. That's, I mean, that's an absolutely fantastic question. Who is? And, um, you know, a lot of them don't have children. Um, a lot of them, unfortunately, at this age uh, were baby boomers and, you know, could have been shunned by family members, um, which is an unfortunate thing. Nobody should shun anybody um but yeah so having this type of support group um is really fantastic and i think that if we all could just continue to support each other whether we have a difference um in opinions or whatnot we're all humans um we are all made up the same makeup and we're here to to share and love each other despite our differences and you know this is fantastic i absolutely love this Way to go, people. I know. Way to have a support group and think about things like this. Um, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I just get so excited about things. I say fantastic a lot, so I apologize. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm all about it. I'm all I just, about it. I, I, yeah. Um, I mean, and what is this in Miami? Is that what we were going with or no? It's somewhere in Florida, correct? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Miami. Yeah, because there's a, you know, that's where a lot of people go to. Again, baby boomers, that's where... They move to. They move to Florida. Want to get away and enjoy the uh, the weather. So it makes sense to have something like this. But those, you know, this type of program should be everywhere, for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. So we will return with more of our roundtable here in just a few moments. But now it's time for our first music break of the evening. Twin Kids' latest single, Overdressed, inspired by the duo's real-life dating experience, is a sultry electronic track they wrote to capture the euphoric feeling of new love and the toxicity of passion expressed in the flips between bouncy verses and big four-on-the-floor choruses to really quiet moments in the track. Twin Kids' EP, Boys Love, will be released by Om Records on August the 18th. With Overdressed, here is Twin Kids. Captivated, oh I can't move 
Welcome back. So at the beginning of the show, we had uh, talked about Trump and his ban on transgenders in the military. Uh, We just got word that we have an audio clip of what he actually said about two hours ago. So we're going to play that for you, and then we're going to discuss it. Look, I have great respect for the community. I think I have great support, or I've had great support from that community. I got a lot of votes. Uh, but the uh, transgender, the military is working on it now. They're doing the work. Uh, it's been a very difficult situation. Uh, and I think I'm doing uh, a lot of people a favor by coming out and just saying it. As you know, it's been a very complicated issue for the military. It's been a very confusing issue for the military. And I think I'm doing the military a great favor. What? You know, it's times like this that I'm happy that we're doing radio and not television so that no one can see the facial expressions that I'm making or the hand gestures Mm -hmm. that are flying. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is just one of those times where I'm like, oh, thank goodness we're on the radio. Right. So he said that he has great respect for that for that community. No, you don't. Two, you said that 
you received a lot of bo- votes from that community. No, you didn't. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think that he just stands up there and just says really ridiculous things. Um, yeah. So I just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, just, I don't think that he I, I'm plans. like always at a loss for words when talking about tri- President Trump. I mean, I don't think that he plans out anything that he says. No. I mean, I don't. And I don't think that he cares. No, he really at all doesn't. About what he says. I mean, and it shows in this. It shows today and yesterday about what he said about North Korea. I mean, th- these things like this just. Yep. I, I don't really have any words. I don't. I don't either. Um, and I wish that I did. And I wish that I could give more about discussing this. Um, <laughs> but I don't. No, um, we're I'm just, just going to move on. I'm just very displeased um, by us as a nation choosing this moron. Yes. Um, and he has really no respect for anybody. Um, and he doesn't have respect for a community that he says that he gets f- support from. So he's obviously delusional. Um, and just completely ridiculous, and everybody is laughing at us. Like, this is what we have to deal with on a daily basis. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So we're going to move on. Yes, we are. All right, so from the Washington Blade, social conservative advocates and groups seeking to undermine LGBT rights, once thought to be waning in influence, appear to have experienced a resurgence with President Trump in the White House. The growing power of anti-LGBT groups, such as the Family Research Council, Alliance Defending Freedom, and the Heritage Foundation, can be seen in the policies enacted by Trump against the LGBT community, as well as the close interactions between social conservatives and his administration. Trump announced his intent to ban transgender people from the U.S. military in any capacity unilaterally instituting the anti-LGBT policy after the U.S. House, under Republican control no less, rejected a narrower measure to undermine transgender service by denying military funds for transition-related health care. Trump's declaration came after intense lobbying by anti-LGBT lawmakers and groups who threatened to withhold support from major defense spending legislation unless the White House acted. That bill included funds for Trump's wall on the U.S.-Mexican border. Tony Perkins, president of the Family Research Council, said in a statement after Trump's announcement on transgender service, his organization would withdraw its opposition to border wall payments. Although Trump hasn't signed an executive order circulating among federal agencies and advocacy groups that would enable sweeping anti-LGBT discrimination in the name of religious freedom, He did pin in his name to a directive empowering U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions to issue guidance ensuring religious liberty. Critics say that a red herring that could lead the U.S. government to give the okay for discrimination among federal contractors, private employer denial of family and medical leave to same-sex couples, and federal workers refusing to process paperwork for LGBT people. Sessions had already stated the directive would be based on the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, a 1993 law meant to preserve the rights of religious minorities that now used as an excuse for an anti-LGBT discrimination. Also in the line with the goals of anti-LGBT groups was the recent filing by the Justice Department asserting lesbian, gay, and bisexual people have no protections under the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act. The voluntary brief rejected a growing consensus among federal district courts and the U.S. Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals 
that sexual orientation discrimination is a form of sex discrimination. These anti-LGBT actions would be unheard of during the Obama administration, which sought over the course of eight years to enhance LGBT rights and never acted to inhibit them. To find similar anti-LGBT policy, one would have to look back the anti-gay administration of former President W. w. Bush, who used his bully pulpit to advocate for a nationwide ban on same-sex marriage. Moreover, these anti-LGBT acts from the Trump administration subvert the will of the public at large, which consistently voices majority support for LGBT rights. Vice President Mike Pence delivered a speech to focus on the family, a speech to focus on the family upon his anniversary. Kellyanne Conway gave a speech at the Family Leaders Summit in Iowa, and Sessions gave close-door remarks to Alliance Defending Freedom. What makes the rise of social conservative groups under Trump remarkable is that he wasn't their preferred candidate for president president during the 2016 Republican primary. primary. That distinction generally belonged to Senator Ted Cruz, whose candidacy frequently invoked fear over same-sex marriage and transgender people using the bathroom. On the campaign trail, Trump stayed away from demonizing LGBT people, focusing instead on demonizing Muslims and immigrants, while making promises to restore lost jobs in part of the U.S. that hasn't adjusted after a shift from an industrial to information economy. In fact, during the general election, Trump professed to be a friend to LGBT people, although that hasn't held up in terms of administrative policy. Nonetheless, anti-LGBT groups rallied to Trump's side after he claimed the Republican presidential nomination and eventuals, I can never say that word, made up a strong percentage of his supporters. That support continued even after the release of 2005 video in which Trump bragged about grabbing women by the genitals. Even after those same groups stoked irrational fears of transgender people in the restroom by saying it would lead to sexual assault of women. Jeez, oh Pete. That was a lot. That was. That was a lot of <laughs> sad news. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, oh my gosh. I, I still can't not. I still can't believe that. Um, Trump got away with saying that uh, he was going to grab women by the uh, genitals, um, and that became a thing. And why people thought that was funny is beyond me. Um, just, jeez. I mean, I think what this article, you know, says to me, and I and I hope says to other people, is that you know, before the transgender military ban, you know, this administration wasn't saying anything anti. LGBTQ. But I think even if they're not saying anything outright, you know, who they have in that administration and the people that they're meeting with, like this article said, or the, the you know, groups that are supporting them or the speeches that they're giving at these conferences, I think that that really speaks a lot, you know, and says that this administration is very anti-LGBTQ, even yep. if they're not saying it outright. Very true. I agree. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't have anything else. <laughs> Again, just I, I feel like I've just closed the door, cl- just built up a wall myself <laughs> um, against anything that is Trump related. Um, so I just kind of shut off because I think it's it's sad that we have to continually talk about this type of crap all the time. 
yeah. because this is our precedent, um, and it's sad. Uh, we're supposed to be moving in a new direction, um, not going back a hundred years, um, and it's just just really irks me. <laughs> I wish I could say more than just that, uh, but it really just irks me. Yeah. So, yep. That's yep. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so that's all we're going to do for news right now because we're now going to go uh, and do the top of the hour and we'll move into our next music break. You're listening to Blooming Out on listener-supported WFHB, broadcasting in Bloomington, Bedford, Ellettsville, and Nashville. Community Radio for South Central Indiana and online at wfhb.org. Right now, the weather is 85 degrees Fahrenheit in Bloomington. Tonight, the low will get down to 65, and there's a 50% chance of rain tomorrow morning with a high of 82 tomorrow and a low of 62 tomorrow night. Um, This weekend is going to be nice and sunny with highs in the 80s and lows in the 60s. Now it's time for our next music break here on Blooming Out. All right, so not sure if this is pronounced or not, but I'm just going to spell it M-N-E-K, who's worked on hits like Beyonce's Hold Up, released this week a video with a message for his new song, Paradise. The visual sees a person walking down a long, endless road surrounded on either side by giant and metaphorical imagery. Their journey reaches a dramatic twist when a group of policemen begin violently swinging batons in reference to brutality against people of color. And quote, what grabbed me was the underlying idea of the different responses elicited by the chaos of the modern world, explains director Sierra Lyons. The desire to escape from the real world into a fantasy paradise versus the possibility of standing strong and separate from all the madness and cruelty and the hope of preserving something better. The queer singer-songwriter-producer's track notably features a sampling of the guitar hook from Ultra Nate's 1997 dance hit, Free, and gives MNEK a chance to show off his immense vocals over an R&B sonic landscape. With Paradise, here is MNEK. If you wanna leave, if you wanna go Baby, don't leave Would you like to go to paradise? Cause I'm not trying to throw it on Run away with me to paradise If you wanna leave, then we can go Cause the real world's over love
also on the news yesterday. I love the man down, blood on the ground. Makes me wanna just run away. Where everyone is a mystery. Ignorance is pissed to me. Cause whenever I turn on my TV, it's just misery. I try to be cool, but this was too cool for me. To sit around and sleep and drown in fear. So I'm asking you, what you do? was Paradise by M-N-E-K. Support for WFHB and Blooming Out comes from The Back Door, downtown Bloomington's queerest bar, dance club, and venue. From live bands and DJs to drag shows and karaoke, there's something for everyone every day of the week. The Back Door is located at 207 South College Avenue in the alley behind Atlas Bar. More information is on Facebook or online at Door. Blooming Out is also supported by the Quarryland Men's Chorus, Bloomington's premier chorus for gay, bi, and trans men and their allies. More information about that group can be found at quarryland.org. Now back to Blooming Out here on WFHB. And you just got done hearing Paradise by M-N-E-K. And we're now going to go back to our news discussion. And our next article is from LifeSite News. One of the creators of a Disney cartoon that promoted same-sex marriage to preschoolers has admitted that they specifically aim to promote political messages on the show. This corroborates statements Doc McStuffins writer Chris Nee made in a 2012 interview with AfterEllen.com. She said part of what she's doing with the show is making sure the characters are accepting. Quote, I've never been anything but accepted in the world of writing kids' TV, but I was surprised that Disney had been so beyond willing and excited to sort of publicize this part of my life and this part of who I am. She said, that's progress. My son has two moms, and it's a huge part of my life as a human being, and it's been an incredible part of the way that I see the world and the way I see characters and the way I want to create characters who are incredibly accepting of each other and whatever is happening in their life, Nice said. It's hard to know exactly where the boundaries are because they're always changing in kids' TV, Nice said, of whether a same-sex marriage would be portrayed on the show. I will say I have been incredibly surprised by how supportive Disney has been in the process of looking for press for this show. That's a change. Former First Lady Michelle Obama voiced herself on an episode of Doc McStuffins when the show's protagonist visits the White House. May I just ask, uh, who is Doc McStuffins? <laughs> I think it's a kid's show on Disney. Okay. I'm, I'm uh, okay. I know it's a kid's show on Disney. Okay, good. Because if that was a real person, I was going to high-five his parents for naming him that, because that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so they're speaking in terms of, of Disney. All right. So again... Uh, showing my age, born in 1982, so I grew up with um, all of the original 
Disney movies. And those were very, um, you know, the certain ideas that a lot of um, the ideas that we're trying to get away from. And, um, you know, though there's always a, a female who's falling in with a man, falling in love with a male. And these women are a certain size and a certain hair color and those sorts of things. And, you know, I, I like the fact that they are, as this person said, they're getting away from that, you know, because that ideology, I, ideology, ideology, there it is. There you go. Um, is not, is not like that anymore. I mean, it's just completely, it's cultivating a new sense, a new identity. And it's, it's great to see that. And I'm glad to see that Disney's starting to be a part of that because they have such a hold on uh, so many people, including myself. I still have all of my, I have like 32 original VHSs and they're great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think this really goes back to what we were talking about with the, you know, the short film mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of the show um, where, you know, I can only imagine the the kinds of the, the world of a difference this is going to make for kids that are growing up now, mm-hmm. you know, and learning things like acceptance and learning, you know, um, learning all of these things through kids shows you know if if I had had that or if you had had that I wonder you know how that could have made the world of a difference in our lives very true and it's funny that these things are now being taught to children when they should have been taught to children for the last millennia it's just it's like oh well now maybe we should start talking about these things we should have been talking about them since the beginning of time (laughs) it's just like it takes us a very long time to uh get on the get on the horse um because ignorance is um, apparently seems to be an easier thing to achieve than acceptance and love for everybody. Isn't that weird? I find that to be very weird. Like it's easier for people to be mean than be nice. And that's terrible. Yeah. That shouldn't be a thing. Get it together, people. Get it together. All right, so moving on. From the Wisconsin Gazette. When the Illinois State Fair opens today, somewhere among the fried Mars bars and the giant butter cow will be the first ever booth promoting LGBT equality. A project of Equality Illinois and Lambda Legal, the booth is located on the fairgrounds near the Heartland area by the west side of the Sky Glider, close to Gate 2 at Peoria Road and Sagamon Avenue. Scores of local volunteers from Springfield and towns surrounding the state capitol are making the project possible, according to Equality Illinois CEO Bernard Cherkasov. Quote, our cause reaches every corner of Illinois, so there is no better place to meet hundreds of thousands of citizens from all over the state and every walk of life than the state fair. Cherkasov says, we are excited to participate in one of the grand traditions of the state. L and Lambda Legal are also partnering in a two-pronged strategy to achieve marriage equality in Illinois through legislative action and by seeking a state court ruling that would overturn the Illinois ban against same-sex marriage. The booth will provide I do postcards for visitors to sign in support of marriage equality that will be sent to their state legislators. In addition, the booth will register voters, provide names of LGBT supportive clergy and congregations, and offer information about anti-bullying efforts and strategies. And for 11 days, we will be sharing stories of same-sex couples, uh, their children, LGBT students, veterans, teachers, employees, and more with attendees from all the state. All right. So, way to go, Illinois. The first ever booth at the State Fair. 
that's pretty incredible. Yeah, that is. I wonder if Indiana had one this year. I don't know. Looks like we, we're going to have to get that taken care of. We need to investigate that and yeah, figure we do. that out. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's really great. I, I like to see things like this. Um, you know, more people. One of the things is is education. You know, you have to put yourself out there. You have to educate people. Um, always put your best foot forward. And, you know, you have to be vulnerable um, in order to find change. So uh, this is a really great place to put it and, and the State Fair because there's so many people that are walking in and out of those doors. Yeah. Gates. So many people and so many different types of people and people who may not be exposed to Mary. the LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus community. And That's that could be true. a really, really important thing for them to yeah, see. I love that. Um, the booth, as I stated, the booth will provide I do postcards for visitors to sign in support of marriage equality. And that will be sent to their state legislators. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah. That's really great. I wonder how many of those they'll they'll get. Every single one of those better be male people. We got to see some change. All right. So, moving on. All right. So, let's hit that hit that music break. Yeah. All right. So we've got our third music break of the evening. This is gonna be a tough name here, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna try it. Evripidus and his tragedies have released their latest track, Dreamboat, a sunny, piano-led single about sensationally insecure queer romance. Fronted by Evrapetus Sabidis, the Barcelona-based band's track is lifted off their third studio album, Feudal Games in Space and Time, and accompanies a music video that underlines the anxieties of sharing deeply personal art with the world. The video was directed by David Domingo, a.k.a. Stanley Sunday, who's regarded as one of Spanish underground cinema's most important figures today. Inspired by Bergman's film The Magic Flute, the dreamboat visual is campy and nostalgic, as Sabatis plays music for an uninterested crowd. From Evropetus and his tragedies, here is Dreamboat. Everybody knows I love you and everybody suspects 
But you are so much more Titanic than love boats And that you drag me down, 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 down By all those names that whisper in my room They always take me higher Than my parts of you just got done hearing uh, Dreamboat by Evropetus and his tragedies. Pretty All good right. song. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was. It. it was. It was fun. It was, I hadn't um, heard that one before. It was candid. Um, so you had spoken in terms of it being, is it a play or it's a video? It's not just, it's a, is it a, a play or something? I mean, the magic flute and the Dreamboat, it sounds like it would be some sort of a play or. Yeah, this would be one of those good times that we would, you know have be television but yeah that's true i mean radio radio is great hmm mm. that that is true yeah um hmm all right well we are i know that we're going to be talking about pride fest a little bit later um but i believe that this year is going to be our first tabling for pride fest or is that not correct is it i don't know i thought that maybe that was a thing yes it okay. is a thing yeah, i'm okay. getting i'm getting right. the nod from yep. From the studio room, yeah. All right. Now that's definitely happening. Yeah, that's great. Yes, I'm very excited. I'm surprised that we haven't been there uh, beforehand. Um, but, you know, hey, there's a first time for everything, uh, which is great. So yes. I know that we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. I personally have never actually gone to Pride Fest. Um, so um, I'm pretty excited to actually be a part of that. Um, so... In any event, we can move on, but I just wanted to talk about that because it was kind of on the forefront of my mind. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and hit that event calendar. Sure. All right, and to finish out tonight's show, it's time for your weekly LGBTQ plus area event calendar. HIV testing will be continued to be provided by Positive Link throughout this summer and uh, on the first and third Thursday of each month at the LGBTQ plus culture center. This free, confidential, 20-minute testing can be scheduled by contacting the LGBTQ Plus Culture Center. All right, and an IU staff member has formed a meetup group open to Bloomington area LGBTQ Plus adults of all ages. If you're in town and would like to join like-minded folks for fun social activities, learn more by visiting www.meetup.com backslash Bloomington hyphen LGBTQ hyphen social hyphen meetup backslash. This Saturday, August the 12th from 7 to 10 p.m., 
The ground floor and prism are joining forces to make this year's Know Your Glow party better than ever. Youth ages 12 to 20 are invited to join us for this free night complete with food, a dance party, various activities, and lots of fun. The Know Your Glow party will be held at the Monroe County Public Library. All right, and on Thursday, August 17th, from 5 to 7.30 p.m., IU will host its annual Culture Fest for this year's incoming students. The LGBTQ Plus Culture Center will be there to welcome new students to campus. Blooming Out will also be doing a special broadcast from Culture Fest. I believe that's what I was thinking that's of. That's what we were talking yep. about, Culture That's Fest. really excited. Yeah. I, I've never actually been to that. Um, so Yeah, I went when I was a wee little freshman. It was <laughs> Like two years ago. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. I'm a, I'm a junior <laughs> oh, now. Watch I mean, out. Yeah, Watch out. That is actually two years. I'm a big kid now. I'm a big kid I'm, now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big kid. That's right. <laughs> Uh, if you're interested or if you're able to volunteer or interested in volunteering, please email the LGBTQ plus culture center. One of our favorite guests, JJ Gafreda, will debut her left hander in London, the earthquake during the Indie Fringe Festival on Saturday, August the 19th. The show will run until August the 27th and more information can be found on Facebook while tickets can be purchased at www.indiefringe, that's F-R-I-N-G-E, dot org. Nice. And I know that uh, when I was here last time with uh, JJ, um, I had made the comment about all of us just going up there, and I think that would be really fun. So if anybody else, if uh, we plan on going, and if anybody else wants to go up, we can maybe, maybe have a uh, caravan going up. I'll of go. all of us. So JJ is a fantastic human being, um, very down to earth, uh, very kind, um, and very much an entertainer. So I think we should all head up there. All right. So on August 25th at 7 p.m., we're kicking off Bloomington's annual celebration of LGBTQ plus community and culture with the inaugural Pride Slam competition at Rhinos Youth Club. Pride Slam is a free and open is free and open to the public. If possible, attendees are encouraged to donate $5 to benefit Rhino's Youth Center. Uh, these funds support their free after-school arts program for teenagers, many of whom identify as members of LGBTQIA communities and are allies in downtown Bloomington Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. year-round. Have questions? Email alex at alex at bloomingtonpride.org. Want to compete? Apply at www.bloomingtonpride.org backslash pride slam. Bloomington Pride Fest will be a day-long celebration on Kirkwood Avenue on Saturday, August the 26th. Note the new name as this was the previous Bloomington Pride Summer Fest. More information about this event can be found on Facebook. And you will definitely see us there. Yes, we will definitely yes. be there for that one. So, oh, August 26th. Got it. Put it in All your right. calendar. Put it in your calendar. Write it on your hand. Write on your forehead. I don't care. You just need to be there. You know what? Whatever is going to help you remember, write it wherever. Right. Or Colin and I will just come to every single one of your doors and we will just drag you out. I don't know if I have time for that. <laughs> that sounds a little bit extreme. <laughs> All you right. can do that. I, I'm, I am capable of doing that. Totally capable of I doing believe that. You. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race's Sasha is coming for you, Bloomington, on Friday, September first, from nine p.m. to one p.m. 
That should be 1 a.m. That's probably 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Yep. Sasha will be at the back door. More information can be found on Facebook. The Interpride World Conference is coming to Indianapolis this October. The annual General Meeting and World Conference acts as a source of education and a stepping stone um, to elevating community interaction for Pride events worldwide, as well as a great networking opportunity and platform for communication among Pride organizations. Indianapolis will welcome a diverse audience from all over the world October 5th through the 8th, 2017. To learn more about the event or to purchase tickets, please visit www.indiepride.org slash interpride. Or for more information about Interpride, please visit www.interpride.org. Dr. Jay Puckett, a researcher at the University of South Dakota, is conducting a research study on transgender individuals' experiences of stigma. If you're a transgender, if you are transgender and ages 16 and up, visit the Blooming Out Facebook page or our Twitter, Twitter handle for more information on the study. If you would like to add your event to our event calendar, email us at bloomingout at wfhb.org. And that is all the time that we have for you this evening. We would like to thank you for tuning in tonight. And if you are interested in volunteering here at WFHB or for our show, that could be pretty cool, uh, contact volunteer at wfhb.org. You can also call us at 812-323-1200, tweet us at bloomingoutwfhb, visit our Blooming Out Facebook page, or you can find us on Instagram. Yeah, and uh, definitely come come in, try it out. It's It's really fun. Um, and it's, you know, it is time that you get to hang out with all of these awesome people um, and get to be a part of something really great. Yeah, so and maybe you get to be on the radio. That's true. That's really fun. Yeah, you and can do I'm both having, radio. having a lot of fun right now. That's right. right that's right. Uh, so the executive producer of Blooming Out is Wes Martin. The producer is Ryan Shaddy. The associate producer and music director is Grace Thumser. The news director is Olivia Davidson. Our board engineer is Jesse Grubb. Our social media coordinator is Josephine Douglas. And finally, our theme music is an original composition produced for Blooming Out by Aaron Gage. And for Blooming Out and Erica Dorsey, I'm Colin Schasperger. Please tune in again next Thursday at 5.30 p.m. and visit us online at bloomingout.com. Blooming Out. Indiana's only LGBTQ plus radio program airs every Thursday evening here on WFHB at 5.30 p.m. You can also stream us 24 hours a day, seven days a week on WFHB.org or BloomingOut.com. Thank you for listening. Please tune in again next week to Blooming Out. <laughs>